Hey, 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 welcome to the Decisive Horror Show Podcast, the podcast for all horror fans who request what it is that they want to listen to. I'm your host, Trey Prevost, and in today's episode, we will be covering my ranking of the Saw franchise. But first, before that, I want to give a couple shout-outs, ladies and gentlemen. First, let's give a shout-out to the wonderful app and website that makes it possible for me to produce and edit this podcast and is mostly responsible for the release of it, and that is Anchor. Not a sponsor, Anchor, a wonderful site that I recommend any of you who want to start a podcast use. Very simple and very effective. Another thing I would like to shout out is Canva. Again, not a sponsor. Canva is where I produce the new cover art you'll see for this podcast. Hopefully, if they upload right. Um, that includes my top 20 horror movies of all time. Um, that you will probably be hearing in the next podcast episode, but I'll get around to that later. Um, so... I say let's just get right into it, why don't we? So, starting off, at number 9 in my ranking is Saw 4. Now, I know this is a very divisive movie, and I don't see people talking about that being the fact. Now, um, a lot of people claim that this is one of, if not their favorite, movie in the franchise. And I really don't get it. A lot of times when there's a movie that I hate, but I know a lot of people love, I can understand. I just disagree with it. Saw 4, I literally do not understand. The traps are kind of garbage. The acting is terrible. Granted, the acting is terrible in a lot of these. There are a lot of low-budget movies. But in Saw 4, it really shows. And... Also, the whole lesson being taught is so stupid. Basically, the lesson being taught to the detective is that you have to slow down in life. Like, that is so ridiculous. Uh, Rig, played by Lyric Bent. Um, not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, hopefully I am. Lyric Bent. I'll say he didn't do a terrible job. He did the best of what he was given to him. Um, but yeah, and for a franchise that I really enjoy several movies and can enjoy a few of the others that aren't necessarily the best, Saw 4 is a major disappointment. So now we're moving on to number 8. And this is a movie that just barely eked out Saw 4. And that is jigsaw now i recently rewatched it before spiral came out on blu-ray um because i got i want i couldn't see spiral in theaters just wasn't able to you know life um and i didn't remember jigsaw much i knew it wasn't going to correlate but i figured i should give it another chance um because that way I could really say that I gave the Saw franchise a fair shot. Um, and overall, this is a good franchise. Um, it is the most recent franchise I have finished, I believe. I might have finished a Fear Shirt trilogy beforehand. I don't think so, though. Um, and also, 
Fear even a franchise? Arguable, I mean, it's a trilogy. Um, it makes my number eight jigsaw. It really has this really terrible gloss over it. It feels like they tried to make it bigger than what it should be. The gore is toned way down in exchange for storylines that are underdeveloped. Um, also, by the way, this is going to be a spoiler, guys. This is going to be a spoiler uh, coverage. Um, the twist ending of Jigsaw is by far the worst in the franchise in my mind. Um, it's such a middle finger to the audience to say, oh, what you're watching actually happened years ago. Like, are you kidding me? So everything we just watched basically has nothing to do with progressing the franchise forward. We get like a little bit of a reveal, but it's never elaborated upon in Spiral. Um, maybe we'll get a sequel to Jigsaw, but I'm going to be honest, I would not look forward to it. I mean, I'd probably watch it, but I would not look forward to it. Um, so... Now moving on to Saw 5. Now this is where we're kind of starting to tote that line of ones that I don't enjoy to ones that I can watch. Um, Cause Saw 4 Jigsaw, I honestly don't ever want to watch again. I probably will, um, but I don't want to. Saw 5 though, I would definitely watch again. It's not the greatest, but I can have fun with it. Um, the traps are pretty cool in it. The gore is alright, and the storyline is pretty cool. Um, we start to learn a lot more about Hoffman. Uh, and he... It's interesting because we know he's a villain yet he's portrayed as an anti-hero and while it does create some clashing in the storytelling it overall is a very clever way to keep the audience's attention um also it has a acceptable detective storyline going on um yeah, Saw 5, number 7. Moving on to number 6. We have one that I used to have a lot higher in my ranking, but after listening to People's Pleas, I reconsidered and figured, alright, I should probably move this down. And I started to understand their hate for it, and I started to feel it myself. Uh, I still probably enjoy it more than the average person, though. Uh, I always probably keep that. And that is Saw, the final chapter or Saw 3D, whatever you want to call it. Um, Saw the final chapter, I do enjoy because I feel like it ties the franchise together as a whole because final chapter, psst, it wasn't, but that's okay. Because if it was the final chapter, I would have been content with the franchise ending as it would have. Um, the biggest problem I have with this movie is the special effects honestly i don't know who was in charge of making the blood in this movie 
but I swear it's like they accidentally spilt their Kool-Aid in the makeup and couldn't afford anymore. Because all the blood is pink and just terrible, but the traps are so cool. So it's, it really is unfortunate. Also what I'll say about the traps is I feel like they'd be even cooler if I could see this in 3D. Um, I, like so many people, don't have the technology at home to watch this movie in 3D. And that's a problem with 3D movies a lot in general. Um, sometimes it doesn't detract from a movie when you're watching it, not in 3D, but I think it probably does in Saw the Final Chapter, but uh, the final ending for the Saw front, well, what was supposed to be the final ending for the Saw franchise was this twist of, again, spoiler, I'm gonna stop saying that by the way, just no going ahead that there will probably be more spoilers. Uh, Dr. Lawrence Gordon was the mastermind the whole time. Now, it wasn't a super surprising twist, but it did feel realistic and it felt like it kept in step with the franchise and it was a pretty satisfying ending. Um, not much left to say about the final chapter. I probably... While I do, as you can figure out by process elimination, have one movie that came after ahead of it, I honestly probably would say that I do wish a franchise ended on it. Um, moving on to number 5 though. We have Spiral from the Book of Saw. Now, I didn't, as I said, I didn't get to see it in theaters because when it came out, I was still 16, hadn't turned 17 yet, and nobody was, nobody uh, 17 or over was willing to go to the theater with me, and so I don't have any friends who work with theaters, so I wouldn't have been able to get in, so I had to wait for the Blu-ray to come out that I ordered and watched, and I'll say I had very low expectations going to this movie, which may contribute to its bottom ranking, I have only seen it once, um, but it did surprise me. I thought this was going to be probably bottom or bottom three of my ranking, but instead here it's sitting in the middle of a pack. Um, and I'll say just like Jigsaw, it suffers from the gore being toned way down and the tension being taken off of traps because really that torture porn era of the early to mid late early to mid 2000s is really dead um which i'm kind of sad about i'm i generally do think that 2000s is probably the worst decade for horror but that gore slash torture porn era is like the one saving grace for that decade um and spiral as well as jigsaw didn't go about it but what spiral does better than jigsaw which i will give it credit for is that it is a very good crime drama thriller whatever you want to call it um it has a very good storyline about a couple of moments that are kind of like wtf like what's going on that doesn't really make sense but it's a Saw movie. You get what you get when you watch these. Um, but let's talk about the biggest thing about this movie that I think 
is probably the most important thing to mention, and that is it stars Chris Rock. Now, I have a complicated past with Chris Rock. Um, I used to not be a fan at all of him. Uh, uh, I viewed him very similarly to Kevin Hart, who, by the way, I still am not a fan of Kevin Hart. But Chris Rock, I did come around to much more, and um, he did much better in Spiral than I thought he was going to do. Uh, they managed to have him play this serious character, yet still maintain the comic charm that is Chris Rock. I would welcome him coming back to another entry in the Saw franchise, and we can thank him for his movie existing. Um, I have not heard anything about there being a sequel to Spiral. I would hope they do if they continue a franchise, because after Jigsaw and now Spiral, two movies that are direct sequels to the original, I am personally not a whole fan of that kind of reboot thing going on horror right now. I prefer a storyline to be kept going, but I can't blame Spiral for that. Uh, that's just kind of where horror is and where the market is now. People are more likely to see a reboot than they are to go see a ninth entry in a franchise. Uh, hopefully public perception will change that, but we'll have to see. Now, moving on to number four, and this is a movie that, if you'd asked me a couple months ago, would have been much lower in my ranking. But after listening to reasons people like it, I started to realize that um, it still probably is lower than a lot of other people have it. It's normally probably in the top two for a lot of people, but for me it's sitting at number four, and that is Saw 2. Now, Saw 2 definitely improves upon the original in some ways, but it also, I feel, is grittier, but not in a good 70s way. Uh, it it's so drug heavy so drug heavy and not in a like campy fun way like friday the 13th franchise or something saw 2 is just like dives deep into this drug addict world and it's kind of disturbing uh i mean granted i don't come from an area that's super drug infested i guess you could say so maybe that provides some bias for why I don't like it as much as others. Um, I mean, not saying that a lot of people come from drug areas, but maybe they're more exposed to it than I am. I don't know. Uh, some of the traps are alright. I think they it, it was in this gray zone where they hadn't yet figured out that the traps were a big component of the franchise, but also they had kind of drifted away from the uh, template of the original, uh, you know, that kind of like Silence of a Lamb 7 kind of feel, uh, but, you know, Saw 2, I'd rewatch it, um, I, I don't have much else to say about it, uh, but I will say the father and son relationship, I guess, wasn't great. I, the, it's not supposed to be good, but I guess I could say the actor's chemistry was not great. 
but that's the case in a lot of these movies, so I'm not going to hold that too much against it. Now, moving on to number three is one that a lot of people would probably have lower on their list, just like saw the final chapter, but I actually really enjoyed, um, and that is Saw 3. Now, really, there's only there's one scene that kicks this up several spots in the ranking, and that is that brain surgery scene on John. Uh, if you don't know about the scene, it's where Dr. Lin has to cut away a piece of John's skull so that his brain has room to expand. And this is actually a pretty common procedure for uh, cancer patients. I, I've had, not to go too personal, but I have had um, family who's had to go through that. Uh, but Tobin Bell really plays this character very well in this movie. Uh, he plays a dying person very well, um, and his voice actually probably matches better to someone dying than usual, uh, than playing somebody who isn't on his deathbed. Granted, his character is always dying in the franchise or already dead and we're getting flashbacks of him, but, uh, speaking of flashbacks, actually. I will say there's something that detracts my enjoyment of Saw 3, and that is that this movie really is what kickstarted the flashback craze that the Saw franchise would go through, where probably 10% or more of a movie is just flashbacks of stuff we've already seen. I don't know whether to think it's just boring just a bad choice or if they just need to fill time um but i mean not really though it's almost a two-hour movie they didn't need filler they didn't need to do all those flashbacks these movies were coming out year after year people probably remember what was going on occasional flashbacks okay for the big points but you don't need one every five minutes but either way, it still ends number three. Now, moving on to number two. Um, this movie has become a modern classic, and of course I am talking about the original Saw. Now, this would have been lower in my franchise uh, if you'd asked me back when I first finished watching the original Seven, which I binged over a short period of time when I got the DVD set. Um, yeah, I know. DVD. I'm sorry. I'll probably upgrade to the Blu-ray set sometime. Um, but Saw, you can tell, wasn't trying to kick off the torture porn subgenre like it did. But boy, am I glad it did. And it really is trying to be more of a crime thriller. Like, as I was saying, it borrows a lot from Seven. Uh with that detective backstory you have people in a perilous situation well that's not as much seven but you have a horrifying situation going on you have this detective story happening but uh the twists they're probably the best twists in the, in the franchise to be honest unfortunately uh the big twist at the end 
was spoiled for me before I got to watch it. Um, but that's okay. I wish I could go back and have it unspoiled and watch it, but it doesn't detract from it, I don't think. I think you can still really enjoy this movie. Uh, it does get better when you watch some of the sequels actually though, because even though it was supposed to be a standalone film, they do elaborate upon some more stuff that occurred in this film, which I do think helps answer a lot of unanswered questions. So maybe that's why it's kind of climbed through ranking, because as I've rewatched some of the sequels, I started to pick up on more stuff that explains what happened in the original which makes it a more cohesive storyline and I think this movie has probably the simplest trap if you could even call it a trap really um they're just in a dirty bathroom and there's not much gore I mean you get, when he saws his foot, his foot off and you don't even see it that much but this movie works through atmosphere and it does an incredible job at it modern classic and it definitely deserves that title thank you james wan you've done some interesting stuff for us uh but this is probably one of your greatest if not your greatest uh now finally number one this is one that some people would agree with the community that enjoys this as much as I do is pretty vocal about it and everybody else just generally puts it bomb in the middle and they don't really feel much need to talk about it but for but to quote Negan from The Walking Dead putting Saw 6 at position number one was easy peasy lemon squeezy Saw 6 is my favorite movie of the Saw franchise and even though it does go quite a bit into social commentary, just like Spiral did, it doesn't bother me as much as it did in Spiral. Like, I don't wish they took it out. I feel like it's much more necessary in this film than it is in Spiral. Um, there's not much of a twist in Saw 6. There, there is a twist, but the movie would work without it. But it is definitely less of a punch in the face than Spiral's Twist. Uh, you're going to see me comparing these two a lot just because of the social commentary. But I think it has some of the best traps in the franchise. They're very memorable. Probably my one of my favorites, if not my favorite traps in the entire franchise is the breathing room trap where every time you take a breath, the clamps squeeze in on your ribcage. It is brilliant and so simple, yet James Wan just managed to execute it beautifully. Sorry, not James Wan. Kevin Guter managed to direct it beautifully on screen. Um, overall, though, Saw 6... I I would say you just have to watch this one, but the first seven Saw movies, you really have to watch all of them, and they work really good binging. So, 
I would say if you're gonna try and watch a Saw movies, I'd recommend just finding a time to binge them. I know personally I would have a hard time doing that. Um, but if you're able to, I would highly recommend it. I did do that with friends before. We did a Saw marathon, and it was a very fun night. Uh, it was kind of absurd, but I really enjoy that memory, and that's why I saw it. It's probably up there for one of my more favorite horror franchises. Uh, it's, I don't know if it would be in top five, but probably top ten, because there are some trash movies in it, but the concept is so brilliant. I really hope we get a TV show like it's been discussed. Um, I think this is the perfect concept to be turned into a TV show. Don't get me wrong, I'm really looking forward to I Know What You Did Last Summer as a TV show, but Saw would be a fantastic TV show. We could go so much deeper and not have to cram stuff into a two-hour time window. Um, also, I think a reason I might like Saw 6 is because it's kind of a slasher, and as you know, slasher is my favorite subgenre of horror. Because um, Hoffman, he just goes berserk in this movie. <laughs> He just betrays the whole idea of being a jigsaw killer and it just becomes a slasher killer and it's crazy. I guess it, but I guess that's why, uh, I guess that's why in the final chapter, I guess that's why Dr. Lawrence Gordon gets him, uh, as he probably deserved, um, but yeah, so that is my ranking of the Saw franchise. Now, before you heard me talking about how my top 20 would be on a future episode, and I'll say it might be a disappointment to a lot of you, but I wouldn't expect more than only one more episode this month. Ideally, I will try to get something out before the end of the month, but the next time I'm going to record will be my top 31 horror movies and I will be releasing that on Halloween because I will not have time to record on Halloween but I do want to at least release that episode then and if I have time after I record that to record some quick episode and release it in between when I record that episode and release it I will try and do that but don't expect it I this is not my career. Uh, if you want it to be a career, who knows? Maybe you gotta get more people to come listen to it. They gotta come check out the Indecisive Horror Show podcast available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube channel Trey Prevost. That's YouTube channel Trey Prevost. And Facebook group Killer Flicks. That's Facebook group Killer Flicks. Tell them to check out the Indecisive Horror Show podcast today. Alright everybody, thank you. Have a good day. Hey guys, Editor Trey here, and I'm realizing this is becoming a theme. I am so sorry that I keep forgetting stuff in the episodes, but I realize I forgot to mention probably one of the best parts of this franchise, and that is the consistent and incredible score. A absolutely amazing score, probably my favorite 
score in the original of a horror movie of all time, and every installment franchise just takes it and twists it in its own little way, and it's incredible. That's all, though. Thank you.